everybody, I'm Maya. I'm Melissa. And I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your, your Twilight phase. phase. Ooh, we really extended the phase yeah. on that one. <laughs> Hi, friends. Hi, friends. friends. What's up? What's up? Oh, Jinx. Um, can I tell you guys a story? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. just in that. So, like, I'm at my home right now in Ohio. You are looking at my computer room. Wow. I know. So classic. Computer room. The wood wood accents. It's it's a nice computer room. It's so computer um, room. You ran a meeting today from Uh what looked like a dining room. And there were just, you know, just like like built-in glass and wood cabinets behind you. Yeah. And I was like, wow, what a, like a house. Like, I can only see this, like, tiny sliver of your surroundings, but I can tell that you were in a suburban house. I was in a suburban house, yeah. <laughs> that is accurate. I am. Um, this is specifically my mom's house. Um, and today, after work, I, you know, when I'm sure, and I was like, hi, you know, just so you know, I'm going to be recording a podcast <laughs> at six. And she was like, you have a podcast? <laughs> your mom is a nobody. Podcast? So I've never told my mom what? about this podcast. Melissa, are you ashamed of us? I'm ashamed of myself. Uh, um, I mean, Melissa, I'm with <laughs> you. It's too late. It, it's been oh. going on over a year. We have like 40 episodes. Yeah. Bring it up like, now. Wait, how long have you been doing this? And I was like, a year. One she was year. like, what? <laughs> and she was like, what's it about? <laughs> And I was like, oh, it's called Twilight Phase. It's about Twilight. And she was like, Twilight? You used to love Twilight. I was like, you were like, yep, yep that's what it's about. That's what it's about. <laughs> uh, and hilariously, she was like, you know, Melissa, I just watched those movies for the first time in lockdown. What she I was like, I was like, oh my God, mom, you watched the movies? And she was like, she was like, yeah, didn't you? And I was like, no, mom, I never saw the movies because that was my anti-Twilight phase. Wow. Um, Does she want to be a guest on the pod? Maybe. Maybe. That would totally be up her lane. But she was, she thought the movies were weird, but she enjoyed mm-hmm. watching them as she enjoys watching soap operas. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Oh. Good report. Anyway, I had a whole 15-minute conversation with my mom today about Twilight and this podcast because I never <laughs> discussed never it with her previously. <laughs> that made my cheeks hurt because I smiled so big. <laughs> That's hilarious. The week after my mother sent me a gingerbread bite me ornament. Your mom is a patron to our podcast. And so is my, my dad. Didn't, yeah, and my mom didn't so even know it existed. So that's, that's pretty hilarious. Well, I, you guys, we say bad words. You, my mom can't listen. Great insight into all of us. <laughs> Truly, though. Um, my mom is now that I know those words. Yeah, but my mom is definitely going to want to listen to an episode now and like, I don't know, I can't let that happen. <laughs> well, don't let her listen to this one. Listeners, if we start showing up on your phones as like Twilight Pahaze misspelled, <laughs> you know what happened. I had to get a new identity. Her mom's found out. <laughs> um, listeners, write in and tell us which episode you think is most Melissa's mom approved. <laughs> <laughs> for her to listen to. 
please that would be great i would really appreciate it <laughs> okay well we have to get some to some wonderful listener letters that we have wait i want to tell the listeners how <gasps> i am oh sorry Maya. how are you <laughs> listeners i had a really exciting week one of my tweets went viral <laughs> and got like seventy-six thousand likes so i'm a lot famous now oh i just want you guys to know i will be signing autographs unfortunately it wasn't about twilight no it wasn't no it wasn't even twilight related no it was oh. about christmas trees but reese witherspoon put it on her instagram stories so <gasps> that is reese has probably seen peak. twilight so it's <laughs> probably she probably has yeah all those likes and i still didn't get asked to advertise anything under my tweet <sighs> I literally messaged one of the accounts that like advertises stuff and was like, how many likes do I need to get for you guys to ask me to advertise something? Like, look how many likes this has. I want to advertise for you. And they never answered me. <laughs> guess it's more than 75,000. Yeah. Did yeah. you get more follows? Like yeah, is your next, did. your next tweet is going to get more legs. Maybe it'll build. Who knows? Maybe is that how build. going viral works? A hundred percent. I bet it does a little bit. Like. You know, I don't think you go rival once and then your odds are really good after that, but I feel like right. it builds a little each time. Isn't it like getting struck by lightning? If you've been struck by Maybe. lightning once, you're more likely to get struck by lightning again. That cannot be how statistics work. I feel like I read that somewhere. <laughs> Definitely can't be true. But I feel like it's more true, Justin, like now you're a conductor for electricity. No, I don't think so. My dad made some comment about our physics speculation and he is not very impressed. So, wait, what, what was our physics speculation about? Oh, you know, speeds and like, if a, if a, Not for that, if the ice hit a brick, would the brick break? Shit like that. I did actual math for that. So, oh, it was definitely when Edward was running and like, I don't really know, like, talking about bad. planes. And I was like, no, but there's a plane. There's no plane. She, whatever. What about, I thought maybe like it would be because of your behavior. If you're the kind of person Why? who's just That's out in a field in a lightning storm, maybe you'll do it again. Okay, then the phrasing would be that some people are more likely to be struck by lightning than other people. Right, it, they okay, say that the, the fault Saying, is in uh, the odds are. Like, the odds are the same no matter what. Right. Like, but, saying that you're more likely to be struck by lightning after having been struck by lightning implies causation that does not exist. Okay, you're correct. Yeah, so about those listener letters, we got a good one. <laughs> okay, Mackenzie wrote in to say the Twihards are starting to evolve. Oh, shit. Thank you, Mackenzie. <laughs> um, she starts out asking who, um, she says, I would like to know who screamed the word yes very faintly in the background whilst you were reading a fan letter about joining a cult last week because that made me burst into tears of laughter. I wouldn't be surprised to know it was Melissa. Um, I think it was Melissa reacting was to Melissa. somebody saying that they would be in her Christmas cult. Yeah, it was Melissa. Obviously. <laughs> Melissa is screaming even more than you think she is. Yeah. Um, on to the next topic. This question is about Alex. Recently, I joined a group message on Tumblr where fans share their opinions and chat about anything related to the Twilight Saga. Also, I can't believe I'm talking to people about my Twilight obsession on Tumblr in 2020. I mean, Mackenzie, <laughs> here we all are. Same, like, girlfriend. Can't believe we're on a podcast about it. <laughs> Let me tell you, the Twihards are evolving. Last night, a user shared a very disturbing idea, and I knew I just had to ask you gals what you thought. He suggested, 
that the reason Alice seems so happy being a vampire is because of Jasper's mood control powers and that maybe he controls her. Mm. I mean, that's terrifying. Yeah. I think it's terrifying, but I don't think that it is supported whatsoever in the text. Because if Jasper could do that, he would do that to Rosalie and make all their lives that much easier. (laughs) And I don't think he could do that without Edward understanding what's happening. Like, there's no way that it Edward would, like, figure out. Like, Jasper would think about it at some point, or Alice and Jasper would be separated, and he wouldn't be able to control her, and she'd feel differently. I guess Jasper might think about it. And it's true that I think Jasper's efforts are temporary. And they, I don't think he can permanently, permanently change your feelings about a particular right. topic. And they seem That's to be right. aware whenever he's doing it. You know, Which like it's kind of weird. Right. Yeah, Even Bella like, when she's a shin, right, can tell that she's being like her emotions are being manipulated. Yeah, uh. and we don't have any evidence that Alice was unhappy being a vampire before she met Jasper. At least we don't really And know. it is kind but, of a chicken and egg thing because it's like yeah. she knew she was gonna be okay because right. she, she knew she Jasper was gonna be happy. <laughs> right. Yeah, it is kind of chicken and egg. Also, this is an excellent argument for, you know, thoughts become things. Mm-hmm. You know, she technically only thought that she knew she was going to be happy one day, and then she just became happy. Well, you know, we can all do that. Interesting. We can all envision the future however we want it. That's, that's a beautiful point, Melissa. I think we Thank should end you. there, even though I think Jasper is pretty creepy. And- Next up, we have one from Adriana. Adriana, I go back and forth between Adriana and Adriana. Adriana. I feel like we've brought this up multiple times, too. We don't know what it is. (laughs) Tell us us how to say your name. She writes, I promised I wasn't going to email so soon. Oops. (laughs) That promise. Yeah, just don't promise that. Yeah, we want to email Um, She says that, one, Melissa, you have to watch the movies. This is a very common refrain. I know, um, I know, I know. The people really we'll do want it. you to watch them. We'll do it. Okay, well, then we um, gotta make a plan. We'll make a plan. Okay. And she says that you can't really see it in the photos that she sent of herself on Halloween, but that she did coat every inch of visible skin in <laughs> highlighter and glitter. Um, but because it was overcast, you couldn't even tell, and then she was glittery for days after. <laughs> Chaotically. Adriana. Uh, I love how much you committed. I love that. And maybe you proved that the whole overcast thing does actually apply. Right. You might have blown this wide open. You confirmed that guess what? Being glittery for days is actually very normal now. (laughs) True. They could definitely get away with it. Yeah, they just put highlighter all over their body. There you go. Oh, I'll also say Adriana said that she would play Among Us with us. Uh, Listeners, do you want to play Among Us? Write in, let us know. Keep telling us. Uh, We Um, have to mention that Bridget wrote back with more pictures of Brody. He's still just as cute. Bridget seems to have like a gorgeous view outside her house of like a rural area and what seems to be maybe like a country church across the way. Maybe it's just a house, but... It looks beautiful. beautiful. And Brody's also, a Dalmatian. 
Yes, he is indeed a Dalmatian. We heard from Des again. Des, Des. thank you. Listeners, if you don't recall, Des is our Mormon hookup who tells us. (laughs) Of course. I did forget that. Thank you. Um, Des's email is so good. Uh, One part goes, about three things I am absolutely positive. First, teen boys absolutely choose to go too fast around corners on the ice. They're trying to drift. I took three years of auto tech in high school, and my friend Tyler and I actually got pulled over during class one day because we were drifting in the parking lot. It's a thing. It's funny that your friend's name was Tyler. Right? That is very convenient. Wow. Second, there is a part of every Mormon woman, and I don't know how dominant that part may be. That believes they are supposed to do all the things. If you aren't a martyr, you aren't trying hard enough. And third, I am unconditionally and irrevocably glad that Trump lost the election. Yeah, Amen. I love that. Like, like the that, three the things. structure. This is a great email. Great satire does. Yeah, um, and she's like, I already escaped a cult, so no, I would not do that again. Yeah, this makes a lot more sense now. I would like more details about that. Thank I you. think she's talking about Mormonism. Unless there's assume, a separate cult. But maybe there's a separate cult. I don't know. Yeah. Also, do we from? know if Des uses she pronouns? I assume that they were male at first. Hmm. Hmm. I assumed that Des was a woman. But, you know, I don't know. Des, if we're wrong, let us know. So then Des, like, really just, like, blows the lid off of this. In your latest episode, you talked about how Edward can't remember anything except a vague memory of his mother's face. I think you forgot that he has seen his mother's face perfectly through Carlisle's memories. You're right. We did forget that. You're so right. You're so right. Des is correct. Damn, Des. Also, then Des sent a really funny link to um, like an off-Broadway spoof of Twilight. Um, Okay, I gotta watch it. It's funny. One of the, it's definitely um, at least one of the Star Kid actors. Uh, yeah, the girl that know. played Draco plays yes. Bella. Yes. Wait, what? Um, did you watch a Harry Potter musical? Yes, I did. Right? Ages, ages Real ago. Throwback. Wow. Well, they're still doing things. Shit. You remember your favorite uh, Harry Potter musical lines? Mine was, that's a no. boss Saffron poster. <laughs> I remember the red vines. Um, do you remember how every time Draco entered a room, um, she would like just contort her body in the weirdest like, way yeah. and just end up like rolling around yeah. limbs akimbo? And the yes. actress is like a pretty tiny person, but she made her body look so long somehow. <laughs> What physical was comedy? This, was this was it in Harry Potter musical where they where they say Cho Chang like Cho Chang? Yep. Yes, with the Southern Chang. Mm, okay, then yes, yeah. I remember and that. And then there's that whole song where every every line rhymes with Ginny, but it's about Cho Chang. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> comedy genius. That is a comedy. Gold, Listeners, go truly. find it. It's free on YouTube. If you haven't it's seen so it, so good. And like the introduction of Cho Chang is like so offensive. Yep. And- Exoticizing and terrible, and Harry like, like says hi to her. Commentary and... on the actual description of Cho Chang. 
Yeah, so, and the girl is like, I'm not Cho Chang. And then this random other girl is like, I'm Cho Chang, y'all. <laughs> so it was so good. Oh, it's great. Um, but wait, also shout out to William. William didn't email us, but William sent a DM on some oh, yeah. platform. I forget which one. Oh, it was really delightful. Hi, William. Hi, William. Thanks for writing in. Okay, right. chapter eight, ghost. This is a short chapter, which was really wonderful. Thank God. <laughs> um, Guys, we really enjoy making this podcast. <laughs> I love it. It's like one of my favorite things that I do. I know um, I'm not recapping. Okay. I didn't think it was me either. Oh, shit. Okay, I think it was me because I thought it was me last time. Um, but I just forgot that there even was a recap. Okay, chapter eight, Ghost. It's infuriating because you're so excited to meet Peter and Charlotte and you see them like barely at all. So it's like, what is the point? So it's that chapter where Bella like goes outside and reads for a while. Only you'd think this would be an opportunity to get to know what Edward was up to otherwise. But no, it's just the nope. same chapter because he just follows Bella just the follows whole time. <laughs> he like yeah. watches her read and he's so oblivious because she's obviously like skipping to a different book every time she gets to any character with Ed in the name. And he's <laughs> like, what could these things that irritate her so much have in common? I just don't know. Right. He's so big brain vampire, but can't figure this out. Yeah, he's just like in a tree in her backyard. Um, he hears Bella make plans to go to Port Angeles with her friends. And he's like, well, obviously I have to follow her there because like, the, even if Peter and Charlotte aren't going to eat her, there are other vampires. And it's like, well, I mean, to be fair to Edward, nothing does end up happening. So yeah, like fair <laughs> enough. Mike asks Bella out again and Edward like breaks a tree Ew. over it, which like relax. <laughs> God. And Bella says no. And Mike is like, hmm, Jessica is hotter anyway. Actually, I think he says, hmm, Jessica does have bigger boobs. Bigger yeah, boobs. That's what it's like that buffed. Yes. God. Um, then Edward goes home, says like the briefest of hellos to Peter and Charlotte, and they're like, huh, he's a weirdo. <laughs> what a weirdo. <laughs> that's the chapter. And then he left. You I skip this whole thing and just be like, I was driving to Port Angeles because Bella said she had plans with her friends. I wanted to keep an eye on her and we would lose nothing at all. <laughs> I agree. I don't feel that I learned anything new about Edward here. Nope. Um, you didn't I learn anything about anything about their relationship. The very the opening of the thing. chapter is I did not see much of Jasper's guests and there was just like instant disappointment. Yeah, it's like, damn. It's like, why are we here? If I'm not going to meet new right. characters... Like, am I enjoying we... seeing the same things from Edward's eyes? Kind of. Did I come here also for new content? Yes. yes. It was just like the also the only commentary we got about them was that they like look very similar, and therefore oh, yeah. they were well matched pair. Like, I mean, no personality. <laughs> it's jumping ahead, but it is a very strange description of them. Um, Wait, what's my grade? Did oh. I do okay? Yeah, I give you an eight. I'll take a seven. I'll take a seven too. Okay. 
You'll take whatever um, I give you. You're right, I will. <laughs> his hair was just as fair as hers and almost as long. They were very similar, except for size, as he was nearly as tall as Emmett, and she has been established as Alice-sized. A well-matched pair, I thought. So there are these, like, super okay. pale, <laughs> long hair, blonde, like, one is a giant and one is teeny, teeny, tiny. Like, great pair. Love it. Like, I'm what like, is it with her? On- exclusively that they look similar i was like no that's not how i except, judge whether or not a pair is well like four feet difference in height <laughs> like what is it with her and tiny women and gigantic men it's uh, literally it's the only weird. thing they actually have in common is that they're both blondes because everything else is default vampire to vampires things. right they both have red eyes they both have pale skin very strange and um, nothing about their personalities like oh maybe he's no. like really calm to her like excitable then yes that would be a good pair not nothing <laughs> but um, no they both have blonde hair so we don't even know like what they did on the visit no no we like, know that they like play football and Edward that's doesn't true. join them but like do which they... did make me really wonder about vampire football how do you have a guest when you can't feed them? <laughs> like, what do you, like, what's the activity? Like, how do you mark the day? <laughs> right. That's a good point. I mean, they might hunt together, but they don't all eat the same things. So That's yeah, true. I guess not. Yeah, it's true. It's mostly, I feel like it would be a lot like what I'm doing in quarantine right now, which is like, you just sort of shift your environment. Like, now I'm home <laughs> doing nothing. Right. And I'm sure they're like, okay, now we're going to the colleges doing nothing. Right. So, I don't know. <laughs> that sounds very Victorian, um, yeah. which is what I was going to, well, like rich Victorian, which is what I was going to say about Edward in this chapter. Um, oh, yeah. He says that his existence seemed like that of a specter. I was like, just say ghost, Edward. The, ta- the chapter is titled Ghost. I hovered invisible <laughs> in the shadows where I could follow the object of my love and obsession. The enforced absence from school had never been a trial like this before. I don't know why, but in this chapter, I like really sank into how he really does talk weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Time spent away from her is truly torturous. Yeah, I marked that sentence. I thought that was a good (laughs) sentence. (laughs) That like section right below that. Uh, where it says Bella got to school early, you know, she was sitting outside on the picnic bench, her hair, like, put off kind of like a reddish shine in the sun. I wrote, why are we here for this? We literally got all of that before in the first book. There's no reason we need this again. Why are we watching Bella do nothing? Right. (laughs) It's like, as Bella, it's like slow enough. Right, because she's just like sitting around thinking, and now he's watching her sit around thinking. I guess it's nice to think about how, like, if you go back and read Twilight while Bella's being all melancholy about Edward, he's actually just ten feet away watching her. I was thinking about how weird it's gonna be rereading Twilight for that very reason. It's like she's gonna be just like wandering around having a normal day, and I'm gonna be like, Edward is ten away from her this whole time <laughs> it's weird <laughs> i go converse yeah, with one. people because okay so way back in twilight we talked about a night where bella was asleep and she was talking she like said edward's name but edward was 
there that night and Mm -hmm. it's like maybe subconsciously she like senses his presence maybe she's still subconsciously sensing his presence and so that's part of why he's on her mind so much (laughs) all the time because he's literally there literally because she's actually a witch right (laughs) because she's psychic um she does like when she wakes up from her nap in the on the lawn she like looks back into the forest like she sensed somebody and it's because she's correct and Edward exactly. her sixth yeah. sense is dope we people have it. you know some kind of you know sense well, I just did like a little wiggle like oh my god Listen, I know I've talked about it before but that time when I just like intuitively knew somehow that Melissa was from Cincinnati you knew exactly what you were gonna mention <laughs> you're not supposed to know but you just know it so. well you know what Edward doesn't know is that even though he knows all of the characters in <laughs> right, all the every Austin, Austin book <laughs> as Maya mentioned he does not put two and two together I also, literally read it with her and like, doesn't we get more about the Austin, <laughs> the Austin that we, we did in Twilight from Twilight. Like he, he gives you many it. summaries of both of the books that she starred. Right. Like we're given more context about the stupid Edward comparison it, through Edward, who doesn't apparently no, make the connection. On. Right. It's so absurd. Um, I am I was like physically pained. I know. <laughs> I just oh. okay Can I, say that? I I was gonna like backtrack a little bit yeah let's and, backtrack and say that I did really enjoy the sort of uh the what's oh, fuck what's the word I'm looking for the I'm just gonna skip it I'm gonna go with a different word <laughs> um I really enjoyed it in the first bit like how we got to see that like Mike was like is like really a, a sore on like Edward's self Mike is living Why in Edward's mind rent free <laughs> like I mean we know Edward doesn't have any sort of self-confidence really at all um but like the fact that Mike Newton is able to just sort of like make him question everything about like I'm like like he's a much hotter individual you know like objectively but like Edward doesn't believe that compared to Mike Newton yeah so really cute (laughs) listeners what happens is Mike asks Bella out and you know Bella pauses for the briefest of moments and in that Edward moment like, Edward spirals and is like maybe Piety. Seattle was just an excuse like maybe she does care for him <laughs> it's like it's, he, he says it perfectly on that first page Maya you read it a little bit where it says Monday morning I eavesdropped on a conversation that had the potential to destroy my confidence and make the time spent away from her truly torturous. And I was like, wow, that's so dramatic and very accurate. You know, it's like, it's (laughs) not pleasant to read about people with low self-esteem, but like, it is just like he has low self-esteem. Like- He has very low self-esteem. Maybe we should just like have, you know, try to have a little more compassion. I do kind of feel for him. It's just so frustrating because out of anyone to have like, like Low that could have regular baseline self-esteem like vampires <laughs> would be it like right and he doesn't so it's 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 hard to believe at first because it's like 
you are literally like a being that has been created to be like appealing to all people like and it's like you could offer her immortality like at no point is he like i have a thing she might want He's right, just like, like, she will think that I've ruined her entire existence and I've right. murdered her soul and that I'm the most disgusting, monstrous freak she's yeah. ever known. Like, at no point is she is he like, well, maybe she'd be interested. Bella's insecurities make sense in Twilight because you're like, yeah, <laughs> she's just a regular human and he's a vampire who's like right. a Greek god. And then you get to Midnight Sun and he's like, I'm hideous compared right. to Mike Newton. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I really do feel for Edward because like low self-esteem often doesn't make any sense. Right. It's true. And it's Edward right. is smart enough to like know the things that are objectively true about him. So he has low self-esteem, but at the same time, he's like, I'm also beautiful and fast and impossibly strong. So it's like a weird <laughs> dichotomy. It's a weird it dichotomy, is. for sure. I felt like the most, um, the way that I felt it most sympathetically is in this chapter when he says, um, bad enough that my skin was stone and inhuman in shadow. I didn't want to look at Bella and myself side by side in the sunlight. Which, like, it doesn't make sense, but then he explains it as the difference between us was already insurmountable. Painful enough without that image also in my head. Could I be any more gr- grotesque? And it's like, objectively, you know that, like, this is just silly. Right. But when you buy into how he's thinking about it, it's right. like, well, I can sympathize with, like, feeling completely different and disconnected. Like, alien. And, like yes, right. like, you will never connect with this person that you love. I find it like kind of moving even because that's Mm -hmm. exactly the way Bella feels about standing next to him and she like goes on about it at length uh, multiple times throughout the saga. She's like I mean why would he ever want to be with me when he's so wonderful and I'm just like plain and boring. It's just like harder to believe especially after you read Twilight and you know you get all of Bella's descriptions about how he's the most perfect human to ever exist ever And so, like, you read Edward, and you're like, okay, is he just, like, really full of himself, or, and then you're like, oh, okay, no, he has some, like, self-esteem issues. It's just really weird, because he's still way better than everyone else. (laughs) Right. Right, like, he's also so pretentious. Right. Self-esteem isn't tied to the reality of yourself. Right. Right. You can know that he's, like, engineered to look good to people but still right only and he does on his flaws he thinks right. it's fake i think he so, feels that that piece of himself is right like it's like, like a lie that's interesting that it, right like that it's a manipulation like almost. it's not truly himself right um, so whenever it works he's like even more disgusted with himself he's like you he fell for it you fool <laughs> <laughs> don't you know do i'm actually bad <laughs> And so I do like that this chapter kind of really focused on that. And it did make me think, I'm like, oh, yeah, Edward really doesn't think that highly of himself. Because it is really easy to be like, you know, he does objectively say, like, I am the fastest being she will ever meet. I am the hardest thing she will ever feel. And you're like, oh, my God, stop. (laughs) But actually, that has nothing to do with his opinion of himself. Right. Guys, I want to say that we're really smart because we've already managed to find something interesting in this chapter where nothing happens. <laughs> Way um, to go, us. 
Also, I had a thought when Edward is in the woods, um, there's a part where he like laughs and a jay shrieked, startled and launched itself away from me. And the way it's written, it really feels like the jay naturally like senses that something is wrong with Edward. Like it's not like a regular like, you know, birds fly away. Right. People. It sounds like there's like you know even nature like right oh no there's a wildfire on the way and only the birds know about it and they're flying away (laughs) it's like special animal sense is the way it like feels but I start thinking like if you're not they're like natural predator why would animals have like like a special animal sense to be scared of you well they are necessarily still as that was higher on the food chain Right, they are the ultimate predator. I guess right. that's fair. So it's like there's stuff below us on the food chain that like we don't eat, but like we still scare them. Is that a stupid analogy? I don't know, like bugs. No, I don't think that's stupid. Like, I think we that's do smart. kill bugs, but we're not like designed to kill bugs. But they know that they should be scared of us. Do they? Right. And I mean, I think it run Edward away from is- you. I think bugs run from the light. Um, well, when there's cockroaches in my kitchen and I'm there, they run they away run from, from me, me because <laughs> I do kill them. Um, and I think New it's York. also, uh, I don't know, it, it does make more sense for the bird since, I mean, Edward and his, and his family do eat animals. Like, I guess they never actually eat, you know, like birds, but it's kind of like, I'm sure they would if there was like nothing else to eat. Oh my gosh. Imagine if you're a Cullen and you're so bored and you're like, I need some excitement, but the hunt Chase is birds. too easy. Yeah. Do they like Start go hunting for owls? You know, like something that's just harder to get. I'm sure they've done that at some point. I mean, I think yes. Emmett was like trying to tease a bear and it wasn't even that interesting because right. he could barely feel it. So He's like, oh, like a next challenge would be something that can fly away from you. Again, yeah, where it's harder to, to how fast they can actually run. So like right. how hard is it for them to catch a bird? I don't know. I think it would have to be like you smell a bird on the air and you like try, <laughs> to, try track to track it, track but it. it's harder because it's not on the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not about catching up. It's about the location. <laughs> Tracking it Like down. that's the challenge. Why didn't Stephanie like, like insult us about vampire activities? <laughs> well honestly back Who in the knows? day before she wrote these books we weren't such scholars <laughs> we became scholars we because of stephanie she True, changed our lives in a major yeah, way so True. anyway actually good job stephanie we're better because of you i definitely am i'm thankful to her thank you stephanie thanks out stephanie thanks oh, stephanie then we get to the point where Mike says, she's cute though, I guess, referring to Jessica, decent body, bigger boobs than Bella's, a bird in the hand. And it's just this is my so worst sentence of the whole, of this chapter. Um, because one of one, our listeners wrote in a while ago about how much she hated this section. And I just want to say, same. It same. also just like makes no sense. It really reads to me like Stephanie was like, oh my God, okay, teenage boys. What would teenage boys be thinking about? Yeah. 
they'd be thinking about boobs but then also she had to put in a bird like honestly i don't even know what a bird in the hand means and i don't think i know any teenage um, boy that has ever said it but that means a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush right it's better it means it's better to have one thing than to almost have two things so he's like well if jessica already likes me it's right. um, a manuscript in your inbox is better than two that I promise will come this week. <laughs> that's a good analogy. Okay, that's good. Um, so yeah, it's like the combination of like, she right. has great boobs and then he's using, you know, like this an idiom, idiom of, use. right, of like, like, even we don't say that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, this weird dichotomy just like really highlighted to me once again that Stephanie doesn't understand what like teenagers really think and do and the only reason it works mm-hmm. so well is with Bella is because she's basically not a teenager mm-hmm. and um, because Bella is g- not Bella Stephanie although they are kind of the same Stephanie yes, exactly. is really good at kind of like quippy back and forth banter mm-hmm. but just like regular regular dialogue is not where she excels right That's especially true. like your uninhibited like thoughts that you know go unedited like Mike's decent body, bigger boobs. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I guess a boy would think that, but like, and but like, it's just so also contrary to any other description we ever get. From- I think it's strange for me reading thoughts that are complete thoughts when people are thinking to themselves. I don't think it's like it never comes across naturally to me for any of them because later on, Charlotte and Peter are like a little bit strange when he hears their thoughts right I think part of that might be like based on how we individually think right like that's not weird to me because I also think in complete sentences right but I think the phrasing is just odd Mm -hmm. like it sounds like they're talking at him even though they can't be because they don't really right because operate as if there's a mind reader in the room yeah yeah which maybe this is jumping ahead too much but it seemed like peter and charlotte do not know that edward can read minds it also really act but other people kind of act like he can't like even his own family sometimes will just think things they're so used to it though like if it's someone you live with you can't like keep up the wall of privacy forever But, so they're used to it. But, like, imagine if I told you, oh, hey, um, my friend, let's call him Tyler, is coming over, and he is a mind reader, so, like, just so you're aware, you would try so hard to keep your, like, mental privacy wall up, and, like, if you thought anything weird about Tyler, like, you'd try to be, like, be like oh, fuck, I'm trying to not think it, <laughs> I'm trying to not think it, but they're just, like, so casually, you're right. what a strange creature. I do, I do really want like at some point someone to be like thinking something about edward and then be like oh shit forgot do you hear that did you hear me say (laughs) i was trying to really imagine like oh if somebody said that they were a mind reader like how much i think it would be very hard to edit your thoughts yeah i'd just be saying fuck over and over but i do think that you would have the reaction like you might still think the weird thing but then be like oh sorry um (laughs) Like, oh, did you hear that? Uh, Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. that didn't mean it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's so true. I don't know. He doesn't, he does not seem to know them that well. 
Yeah. Although so he does like, say a well-matched pair I'd always thought. So he doesn't not know them. I mean, whatever. <laughs> I just want to know, like, when do they usually tell people? <laughs> like, I do think it's something they try to keep on the down low. I think their reputations precede them. I think they're very strange, and I think a lot of people know about them, and I think if you were coming to visit, you would know all about them. I think vampires are probably pretty good secret keepers, though. That's true. And so it's possible that, like, you know, the Denali sisters don't say anything, and, like, they know. Right. And maybe they'll, like, gossip about the Cullens a little bit, but, like, like, they're not going to reveal a secret. Right. Right. Or like, yeah, the whole family has interesting powers. powers. Right. It it seems to change, like, I don't know, across books where in like in the first book when you read it, it would be like, oh yeah, it's normal for these guys to have powers. And like, doesn't everybody like, you know, there's like, oh, what's Esme's? It's her compassion. Okay. But that's not actually like an extra ability. Mm -hmm. But then when you like actually meet the Volturi and you find out that they collect people with powers and you're like, oh, so maybe there's some like people who hide from them. Maybe that's like the development of the Volturi in between like Twilight and New Moon. Right. It kind of makes me wonder how many vampires there are in the world. Mm Mm-hmm. Totally. Because it might be that the Volturi are collecting people with powers because they're rare. Or, right. or like like Twilight leads us to believe that it's rare. New Moon leads us to believe that it's not that rare. But like maybe there just are enough vampires that it isn't that weird that we find so many that have special powers. Mm-hmm. even though it's still a smaller segment of the overall vampire population. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I just can only imagine the vampire population just, like, truly having to, like, boom at some point because they just, like, don't die. I, I think that it depends on the overall arc of the different vampire eras. Like, in the South, where there are all those big clans, there's a lot of vampire turnover. Right. Now, they're making a lot, but they're also killing each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, you know, like, if you think about, like, if every vampire creates one vampire, and then, you know, the likelihood that they die is very low, then eventually there's going to be a point where there's a shit ton of vampires. Well, maybe the solitary ones kill each other more than we are led to believe. Right. Maybe they're more violent than we really think, or... I don't know. They seem to kind of try to kill each other a lot. (laughs) Because the Volturi have made a habit of it. Right. And like, who are the other random vampires that we meet? It's like Victoria and Jane in Spring Dawn. I don't remember any of them. Oh yeah, I've blocked all of them. (laughs) But like, trying to get them to all get along is very difficult. Right. Yeah, they will usually they might just live Maybe they'll just leave each other alone mostly and maybe they don't create that many vampires. Right. I just like, if I were a vampire and like, I don't know, I were solitary, the first thing I would do was be like, find someone to have as a companion for sure. I think it would depend on the circumstances of my making. Right. Like if it's really awful, you would be less likely to do it to somebody else. If it's really also awful, perhaps I'd be less likely to do it to someone else. But also, like, who made me? Are they around? Right. Right. Like, 
maybe I'm with them or maybe I was with them for a little while and now I'm on my own and so I'm just like envisioning a Carlisle so I'm not lonely Carlisle situation where like even though he like wanted a companion he also waited like 200 years to get one well he hung out with Volturi for a while and then decided to like that right so i mean the cullens definitely as a clan make no historical sense like he's alone for 300 years and then suddenly there's eight of them like right within 50 years like historically i don't think she has a good lens on and they were like all born within like 40 years yeah they really don't make any sense but (laughs) i want to know how they decided to cap it like (laughs) like they're done yeah, because I think theoretically the they would one, adopt right? somebody new. But I feel like do now that Bella. right yeah. now that they're all paired off, I think that's now probably it. Contained. Well, except then you get Renee. Um, then you get Renee's May. Jacob, but she is, like is weird, Jacob. So yeah. and you get Brie right from I the short second life of Brie Tanner. Right, I ever um, read that. Where they're like, you know, we'll like bring her in and we'll teach her what to do and it seems not like we're gonna bring her into the family but like we will instruct her but you just know that she'll become part of the family right yeah and i mean yeah we don't see that much of them so i don't think it's fair to say that they would cap it although they they are always like well there's only so many of us who can live together without Right, without bringing attention, attention to themselves. I was like, themselves. yeah, I think you're already over that number. Yeah, you so. already passed yeah. it. <laughs> By a lot. Especially once you add Renesme and Jacob. Right. <laughs> yeah. Especially if, like, fucking loudmouth. If your yeah. cover-up is that you're all, like, adopted slash related, then, yeah, you definitely passed it. Like, come up with a new story <laughs> and maybe it'll work, but. I think it would make more sense, too, if, I, this has come up before because um, in A Discovery of Witches, all the vampires have vampire family, but they mm-hmm. act more like families in that the adults right. go off and have their own lives and then right. like come visit sometimes. They don't live together. So like the Cullens are all like old teenagers and like right. in the span of history, they're basically adults. Right. You know, like teenagers as children has not been happening for all that long. So like probably they would just go hang out. Right. And come I mean, visit Carlisle and Esme, and it would be more listen, like a family. I've been home for a week and a half, and I already am chomping at the bit to get the fuck out of here. Like, how are Rosalie and Edward still right. living under the same roof? Right, especially because he's a mind reader. I, I think I could, like, I like live Ed- with a mind reader for, like, an hour, Weeks. and then I'd be like, bye. <laughs> Why are they still under the same roof when we know from Breaking Dawn that there is a perfectly sweet little cottage on the property? Like if they have an island and like a whole island that they fucking own that nobody hangs out on ever. But I mean, beyond the island, because I understand being like, okay, but we are a family and like, we don't need to recreate the human life of leaving the nest like we want community around us fine you want to be around your brothers right. and sisters whatever but like literally under the same roof there's a there's a cottage right there it's a hop skip have, and a jump away like a weird polygamous style multi-family compound why aren't they doing that <laughs> yeah Sorry. like everybody has their own house and then there's like a central place where they all hang out 
that I could do. I could do that. Like just far enough away so that they can't hear right. We all are neighbors. But at I least totally be neighbors. That Edward can't hear you. Right. But they're or like, like nah. my house would be just far enough away. Like whatever his like, I don't know his distance is on his mind reading. My house would be just outside. You have to like keep moving your house because as Edward gets to know your mind better, he can hear you a little farther away. It's fine. We have infinite time. I can keep moving my house. <laughs> How would you guys decorate your vampire houses? Ooh, mine would definitely be like cottage chic for sure. Yeah. I feel like mine would probably have like very few textiles because as a vampire, I'd be very aware of like things that capture dust. I'd be like, oh, interesting. I was just going to say that I feel like I would want it to be cozy, even though I know that as a vampire, I wouldn't fucking care. Right. But like, if I'm just going to like have, I just get to lounge around all day. Like, I, I you like need a to bunch think of that comfy I would still surfaces. lounge, but I guess maybe you just stand. <laughs> right. You just stand yeah. upright constantly. <laughs> I feel like if I'm a vampire, I want like one of those really like, like, you know how celebrity homes are really clean and soulless and everything yeah, is one color? That's awful. Well, I don't want that, but I think my vampire self <laughs> would want that. Would want that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, really, that's the chapter. Not, yeah, we get, um, happens. Edward is like, okay, well, I'm going to go stalk her to Port Angeles because technically Peter and Charlotte could go there and I was like I mean okay it's very Alice is like don't worry they're not gonna go to Port Angeles and he's like I just just like pretend not to hear that because he wants to stop others so he just stops her yeah I feel like we did this chapter like really out of order but yeah we did (laughs) we covered it all yeah we did all of it well so I found a typo in this chapter Roller. Oh, I didn't actually reread read it. Wait, where was it? On my first read, I found a typo. I was very proud of myself. Page, Page 165. Is. It's broken across a line, which is probably why they missed it. It says, mm. as soon I as could politely extricate myself. Oh, wow, Lydia, mm. look at that. This is why I get paid to proofread things. It's true. That's true. <laughs> Damn. All right, best sentence, worst sentence. Are we ready for it? Is that it? Let's do it. Yeah. Um, we already did my worst sentence, which is the boobs and the bird one. The boobs. The boobs and the bird. It's like the birds and the bees, but it's the boobs and the boobs bird. And the bird. <laughs> there are a few ones that I really like. Didn't I do two worst sentences recently? You did. Yeah, last episode. I think I might do two good ones. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wait. I wrote down a question I forgot to ask you guys. Um, there's a part where Edward's like, oh, imagine her terror if she opened her eyes and saw me standing there glittering. What would you guys do if you saw someone glittering in a way that you knew was not body glitter? If you were like, (laughs) okay, that is not regular human. Do I know the person like as much as she knows Edward or is it like a stranger or like? Um, either. I mean, I think I would put... I would attempt to put some logic on it in some way. Like, even if I thought that it wasn't body glitter, I would tell myself that it was body glitter. I think that, yeah, I agree that, like, the 
the power of us wanting the world to make sense is right. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't make any kind of jump to them being a supernatural being. I think I'd be, I think I would like check my glasses. Uh-huh. Like, like, oh, like the light must be weird on my glasses. I would definitely right stare at them for a long time, right? Like an inappropriate amount of time. Oh, no, I would be a New Yorker and I just pretend that there's nothing different with them. I'd That's also like, possible. I was going to say, if it was a stranger, I would definitely do it. Right. I'd just be like, nothing. nope, not Which I know over here. for a fact about myself because I live in New York. Because we live in New York. Weird yeah. shit and weird you shit. just keep walking. You just pretend it's, it's, just it's a regular it's thing. Not happening. Yeah. One time I was on the train with Scott and something smelled so unholy bad. And we're looking around like, what smells so terrible? And this person across from us was like, it's the shit. And they like gestured (laughs) down and there was a human shit on the ground (laughs) by the door. So at the next stop, we got up and left and switched to the other car of the train. Sure. Other person stayed. And I was like, how beaten down are you by this city that you are willing to sniff some stranger's poop particles <laughs> as like a weird, like, yeah, I'm so New York. I just smell people's shit and don't even care anymore. I was like, you need to take a vacation and see how other people live. Cause like you have been here too long. It's broken your spirit. Yeah, so like because of that, I feel like I would. I know that I would. If I saw anyone actually glitter in real life, I'd be like, if it was a classmate, I would probably like sort of try to investigate. Oh, maybe there's some like real life filter that they're using on themselves. (laughs) (laughs) That makes more sense to me. Um, this is still on the last thing, but did you guys get Kate's Christmas card last year? Yes. I know I did, but I forget which one it was last year. Um, it's Kate. When she's in, dressed like, as a Christmas tree. Yeah, a massive oh, yeah. Christmas tree costume where her face is like coming out of the middle of the tree and she's yes. sitting on the subway and either side of her are these like two guys with two just like completely men. blank yeah. faces. Yep. Like, and her expression absolute... is like, yep, I'm just here. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it is the most New York it's the most New York card ever. You're like, yeah, there's this crazy person who's a Christmas tree. Oh, so tame. So tame. It was okay, but like still, the but it's the expressions itself, that made. Yeah, it, it was the expression. Like, they literally yeah. could yeah. not give two shits about this. Yeah, um, I I have like four things on my fridge, including the magnets that hold up the things on my fridge, and that's one of them. <laughs> Hi, Kate. Kate listens. Um, one of my best is going to be Edward is like reflecting on the whole um Jane Austen thing and is like, you know, maybe she like wasn't even dreaming when I thought she was thinking about me, maybe she was dreaming about fictional characters. Perhaps that had always been the case, and all along her dreams had been filled with Hugh Grant in a cravat. So much for my conceit. I wrote LMAO. <laughs> That was also a contender for one of my best. I was like, that's funny. That's funny. All right, I'll give best to something I also already read, but um, the difference between us was already insurmountable, painful enough without that image also in my head. Um, I think that he's, you know, relatable and I like finally sort of see into where he actually is through that sentence. Mm, And my worst, when she spoke, this is Bella sleeping. 
When she spoke, she mostly muttered derogatory things about forks in a glum voice. <laughs> it was like really extra. And it's a, a very extra worst. way to describe this. They're like, we're not we're not gonna give you any of those. Derogatory. It's like a funny way to put you. it. Derogatory things. Right, derogatory about. things about forks. What would those be? Uh, my second best is the very last sentence of the chapter. It was a relief to be in motion to know that I was getting closer to Bella with every mile that flew away under my tires. You're right. That's good. That is right. good. I just right. like something about senses that convey like forward motion. motion. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Stephanie yeah. has like a few of those of just like cars moving that are just good. There was this one sentence I'm not going to be able to find out that I ruled out as my best sentence because I didn't like the rest of the sentence. <laughs> But it was talking about Edward and how he um, he said he like danced from mind to mind when he was like looking for Bella. And I was like, I love that imagery of like Edward dancing from minds as he reads them looking for Bella or whatever. But then the rest of the sentence was stupid. So I didn't pick it. <laughs> well, if you want to see Edward dancing, you should watch that funny video that Des sent us. <laughs> hey. Edward does high kicks. <laughs> should I put it on the Patreon? yeah yeah all right i'll put it on the patreon uh you can also go there to see the ornament that my mother made me <laughs> y'all it's so good it's also, so cute you can go there to become a patron <laughs> reminder is a cool thing and That's like maybe you ask for it for christmas or something <gasps> what a great idea put yeah. us on your christmas list oh my yeah. god i love that um, that was the most natural segue we probably ever had ever to had. doing, yes. for sure. In addition to checking out our Patreon, which you can find us at patreon.com slash twilightfacepodcast, um, we'd like to shout out our patrons, Jillian, Melina, Bridget, Eric, Samantha, Aaron, Josh, Karen, and Ed. You can email us, as always, at twilightfacepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and you can follow us at twilight underscore phase on Twitter and Instagram and twilightfacepodcast on Tumblr. Disclaimer, we own nothing. The Twilight universe and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Don't do it. <laughs> Audio editing by someone who's not me. Please. It's not me. Pointing <laughs> to myself, it's my Audio editing by Maya Marlette. Cover image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Mooring. We'll be back next week. And if you don't like it, you can bite me. Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.